0: back to the hollow sky podcast we are your hosts i'm steven
1: and i'm kyle
0: how's it going kyle
1: it's going man good per usual same shit different day
0: good sitting here getting ready to uh record our episodes my water heater exploded so that was sick yeah it didn't actually explode but it kind of caught on fire a little bit a little bit crisis averted
1: narrowly but yeah (laughs) it was averted
0: Yeah, anyway, no more Stardust Ranch. We wrap that saga up. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Womp, 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 womp. We're going to switch things up a little bit. Kyle's got some Bigfoot stories. Yeah. Pretty sick. I
1: figured we'd change it up. We ain't talked about the old Bigfoot in a while.
0: Yeah. So we're going to go that route today after we get through the business. Speaking of the business, check us out at all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Search up the Hollow Sky podcast and we are there. Come over and hang out with us. Share weird shit you find, memes, the whole nine. Just be a community and hang out. If you've got a listener experience you'd like to submit, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it.
1: You can use your smartphone and get in to anything that can record, i.e., voice memo app, your video whatever you got going on, record your story, shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast podcast at com, Or you can simply write your stories out and then send, shoot them over to the email where we will then, well, Steve will then read them and then we'll talk about them on the show.
0: Or you could just record them. So I don't have to read them. Well,
1: Steve likes to read low key. He, he acts like he doesn't,
0: but he does none of that's true it makes
1: him feel special
0: anyway we have a couple ways you can support the podcast we got a venmo if you'd like to throw some monster money in there we appreciate that keeps these things fresh yeah
1: damn kyle's got one today too
0: hell yeah uh hollow sky podcast on that thing and leave us a few bucks if Uh, you want i've been waiting all day for that (laughs) So good, just hit the spot,
1: dude. A word from the uno- unofficial sponsor
0: Monster's fantastic, dude, it's pretty tasty, it's awesome. I wish it still had the caffeine effect that it used to like the first time I drank it a little
1: bit of go go juice. No, there's nothing you hit it. And I could just drink
0: like, like 1600 of these a day and it wouldn't affect me.
1: I wish that I could without
0: it blowing up my heart. I'm tried, it doesn't work. <laughs> anyway we also have a, a, a patreon if you would like to support the show that way go over there check out a tier see what kind of cool shit you can get which i got to get on the ball and ship some stickers out we got a lot of new patrons thanks to everybody over there Yeah, we appreciate that you guys are dope uh we also released some extra content it's kind of fun yeah it's getting pretty fucking
1: interesting i, I really enjoyed the whole new segment steve picked out the the style of it everything just works well for us Hell yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoy it a lot because that's probably what we're going to do a whole lot of.
0: We created this game called Roll the Dice where Kyle rolls some dice and that's about it.
1: That's all you normies are entitled to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Anyway, we're getting off track. Uh, the best way you can support the podcast is go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a dope ass five star rating and review. Kind of helps push us through all the other podcasts, kind of make us known and easier to find. If you do leave us a five star rating and review, we will gladly shout you out. Today's five star rating and review comes to us from our friend Erica. She says, five stars, fantastic. Not sure how I missed this podcast, but glad I found it now. Great host, topics and production. Thanks, guys. Well, Erica, thank you.
1: Yeah, we're pretty easy to overlook. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna He's right. Yeah. I mean we are we do not stand out in the crowd whatsoever.
0: We're kinda lames. But,
1: it's true. I, I was assuming that the new five star was probably from our buddy the Liberty <laughs> Warrior. I
0: wasn't going to say it.
1: I mean, you might as well. We're back
0: here again. You might as well. He did leave it. us another review. It was exactly the same review as last time except he just misspelled more shit, so whatever. Hey, like I said though, we're petty as fuck and so is he so well, it kind of works out.
1: Yeah, it's fun and we, we appreciate the downloads regardless whether you hate us or love us you're still giving us downloads, so thank you. <laughs> Thank
0: you Now that the minute of pettiness with Stephen Kyle is over And we're
1: unofficially sponsored by Monsters
0: Yeah, sponsorship's over Um, We're gonna go right into our listener experience of the day This comes to us from our friend Luke He says, hi guys, just got done listening to your October 19th Shadow Person episode This is my brief encounter with one of these things My buddy referred me to your podcast recently My bad for the mic breathing So, don't worry Luke, I mic breathe too, so it works out Sick Um, Here is Luke's story
2: Hey Steven and Kyle. this is uh, Lou coming from Oregon. Um, a buddy of mine listens to your podcast and uh, he told me I should uh, send this over to you guys since you cover this kind of stuff. Um, it's uh, involving a what you guys would call a shadow person. Um, I'm relatively new to all this kind of stuff um, so but listening through your uh, some of your episodes, specifically the shadow person one from, like, October 2019, um, yeah, it's pretty surprising to me how common this is, so I figured I'd shoot it over and, um, add it to the pile, um, this experience happened, uh, back in 2017, um, I went out with, uh, some friends for, well, New Year's Eve 2016, um, so we went out for some drinks and, um, we so decided to go back to my buddy's place. he has this like old school v h s collection of like old school horror films and stuff. so we went back to his apartment and we're kind of just dicking around and um you know setting things up mixing stuff to drink and all that all that groovy stuff and uh so anyway, he uh had something to talk to his girlfriend about upstairs um and uh, a couple of the other buddies went off to grab some food, so it was just me in the in the living room like sitting on the couch. Um, and I had put on a video just to kind of, you know, dick around till they got back. And, uh, just to kind of give the layout of the apartment, uh, you walk in front door and straight away, you see a, like a little hallway and then straight and you keep going straight. It's the living room and then open floor plan. So you get the living room, you turn right, you get the kitchen. It's all open. You can see it all. And then stairs left to go upstairs. Um, so when I'm sitting on the couch, looking at the screen of the, of the TV, to my left is the well-lit kitchen, and then about a 45-degree angle is the uh, dark entryway slash stairway. So I'm sitting there watching the video, and about th- that 45-degree angle, I watch uh, a semi-see-through shadowy thing in the shape of like a head and torso of a person walk from the dark entryway into the lit kitchen and then it just faded out and that lasted for about maybe two seconds max but it was just long enough where I started wa- watching it walk into the kitchen area from. The, I started walking from the entryway and I could look over and I saw it just for a split second before it um, faded out and you know, so, I mean, 45-degree angle, it's not that far of a tilt for your eyes to go, like, shift over and look. You know, like, I knew what I saw, like, something obviously had been, you know, let itself in. And uh, so my buddy from upstairs comes back down, and he's dicking around, in the, you know, on his phone on the couch. And I, I look over to him, and I'm like, dude, have you ever seen anything weird in your apartment and i didn't go into much detail but immediately straight away he was like he's like yeah i wake up almost every night to this shadow thing standing in my doorway looking at me and uh, i went on to describe what i saw walk through into the kitchen and he was like yeah that's probably the same thing and he's like did you get any feelings from you know bad vibes from him like no i didn't I didn't feel any this way or that about it. It just kind of it happened, which I thought was kind of weird myself honestly and as we're talking on the about this the there's like a set of lights on the wall prior to the right right before the kitchen opens up, and uh those things were flickering. I kid you not like something out of a really cheesy horror film like It would flicker about three or four times in succession really quick and then stop and stay lit. And it would stay lit for another 20 seconds or so, and then they'd start flickering again four times in a row. And and it would do another 20 seconds, it'd stay lit, and then do it again. And we were talking for a good, I'd say a good five, seven minutes about it, and the entire time we were talking, those lights were doing their thing. And it was almost... To the point where I almost started laughing because it was so ridiculous looking. I'm like, it almost seemed like somebody was fucking with me. I had something rigged up, you know. But, you know, sure shit, you know, you just, you just can't make this stuff up, you know. Like, we were both just staring at the lights like, what the actual fuck is going on? But apparently he was explaining to me, you know, after the lights stopped, you know. Um, he was explaining to me how... He had a roommate staying there that he's pretty sure was into some, like, dark shit. Like, not necessarily a Ouija board, but, like, he had, like, a little, sh- like, shrine thing in his room, and he was, he had, like, a book of spells and incantation, uh, incantations and summoning rituals. Um, <laughs> really just, really left field stuff. So he's thinking, the guy had already moved out a while back, but he's thinking that, Whatever the guy I was into, like, he, we're thinking that he got something to stick around, you know, open something up. You know, and I've heard of Ouija boards, and I've, you know, like, I've heard that you can open open up some doorways doing that stuff. So I stay very clear away from that kind of, kind of shit. But, you know, I've never seen anything like that before. You know, I'm not really into the, like, I don't research paranormal stuff or nothing like that. Um... And so when that happened, you know, that was my first encounter with something like that. And it really just made me pause for a minute, you know, and think, you know, you know, what the hell is actually going on? And so since then, I've been, um, kind of just reading up and listening to people's testimonies and, you know, trying to get abreast of them, you know, really just how surprising the common this is. And anyway, um, that was, that was my experience and, uh first and last time I hope to uh, see something like that. Cause you just never know if it decides to come home and want to party with at your own place, you know? And I just don't, I don't feel vibing about that. So anyway, you guys good job on the podcast. Um, really to enjoy the banner and uh, the content I've tried doing that podcast stuff before. And it's, it's, you guys make it look easy. It's, it's difficult. So props to you guys. All right. Keep on keeping on brothers. See ya.
0: Well, Luke, thanks for submitting your story. Um, the first thing I thought is kind of like what's going on in my house. Uh, if, when you told your version of it, it kind of made me wonder if it was like a residual thing because it just reminded me of the shadow that I have in my house. The shadow that I have moves the same exact way every single time. Like it's the same thing every time I see it out of the corner of my eye. It's like it's just stuck in this perpetual loop over and over again. But when you said your buddy had seen him standing in the doorway... <laughs> That's different. Yeah, like that kind every of night. Me up.
1: Well, then on top of that, you know, you went into how your buddy was into some dark shit, whether it be Ouija board or or using spells and stuff. And like we've talked about that shit before. It's not very intelligent. Although I did see a picture. You don't have Instagram, so I can't send it to you. But Sick. I'll was, take your word for it. It was like the largest Ouija board ever made, and you can go there. It's like a park attraction. And the uh, planchette is big enough where people can get inside. I I think I've seen that picture. (laughs) But anyways... um, Let's go. I'd do it. But uh, yeah, it's just something that you probably shouldn't fuck with if you don't know anything about it. And even knowing about it, I still wouldn't advise it. Because I've been reading stories about people who delve into like witchcraft and shit. And it's almost like they they have the intention of doing this said spell, but they they fuck something up or they get the timing wrong and the consequences are vast and they just spin in the opposite direction that they meant for it to go. Whoops. Or you could be equally as dumb and try to actually summon something and you're like, you know, how how bad can a demon be? I mean, it says if I summon him, he serves me. And then you summon him and he's like, Yeah, joke's on you. <laughs>
0: Psych. He would just look at my life and be like, nah, I'm good. Your life sucks enough. Be like, I'm out. Yeah. He'd be like, first let me bang <laughs> out let me bang out this water heater before I go. <laughs> I'm going
1: back to hell.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of people I don't know, I'm not speaking for anyone, but a lot of people get into that the occult and stuff yeah, of huge. that nature to just to kind of dabble, you know, like, look in. And, like, my favorite quote in the entire world is you try to open a window to these things to look in. Well, sometimes that window's a door. Right. And shit comes through the door. I mean, I guess shit could come through the windows too, but it's weird.
1: It is weird. Um, And it, it would be, it would not be comfortable waking up every night to having a figure staring in your, or standing in your doorway. Accurate. Even, even if... Even if it was residual, it still scared me every single time. Yeah,
0: same. Are the experiences still happening at the residence? I'm curious if it's an ongoing thing, if there's anything you guys have tried to, like maybe a cleansing ritual. I don't know if they work or not. Some people swear by them. Some people say they're just snake oil and everything else. But it'd be worth a shot if it's causing enough uh, drama.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: To check it out.
1: For sure.
0: But yeah, thanks Luke for uh sending that over. I hope for your sake, you also do not ever have to deal with that again because yeah. fuck them shadow people.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: So from there, Kyle's about ready. He's clearing his throat, clearing we the go, monster.
1: Go to the big
0: feats. Kyle's got a whole... Did I say terror? Yeah. Oh, sick. Uh,
1: I mean, I wrote a couple pages on uh some bigfoot encounters and hell yeah i picked up a sweet book and it's called bigfoot terror in the woods sightings and encounters and i think it's like the fourth volume of it i don't quote me on that but uh there's some pretty interesting interesting ones in here so far
0: hell yeah i picked and up a bunch of books this weekend too
1: it's kind of uh i would say borderline misleading so far about the, I guess, well, like, the terror in the woods part. Like, I assumed that it would be, like, crazy stories, right? About Bigfoot kind of terrorizing people. But it really hasn't been, so far, it hasn't been that way. I'm obviously going to keep reading.
0: It should have been t- titled Bigfoot Mildly Spooky in the Woods. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Actually, the second the second story I have for you guys is actually really fucking cool. But I'll go ahead and start off with the first one here. And this one involves a young man by the name of Boone English.
0: (laughs) What a dope name.
1: (laughs) Right? So, you know, when Boone was about 14 years old, he had this, he had an encounter with Bigfoot. But a little bit of backstory here was that his dad was actually a heavy equipment operator, and he would take part in, like, tons of jobs, but whenever he would go into, like, uh, demolishing buildings or shit like that, he would keep all the scraps from it, all the metal, because at the time, the Vietnam War was actually going on, and the price of metal was at an all-time high. So his dad kept all these metals... Separated behind his house, they had a scrapper bins, right, and I love it because his dad called it his booty pile, <laughs> his pile of uh, all the goods God, I
0: wish I had a booty pile
1: right, and he, you know he says like they had several bins for brass copper aluminum, wire, shit like that um and it just so happened that Boone's father opened or owned a scrapyard. so it kind of went hand in hand, right weird. And Perfect. So they, you know, it, Boone's father, or friend's father, or no, Boone's friend, no, that's wrong again. <laughs> Boone's father, Mulligan, his friend who owned the scrapyard hired Boone. He's like, hey, if you ever want to come make some cash, you can come work here. I'll keep it off the record because you're 14. You just make. You know, some side money here and there. And so, you know, Boone was too young to drive. So, but realizing how much money he could make scrapping, he was like, you know what? I do have me a sweet Schwinn bike. I'm going to load her down with a couple baskets here. And then I'm going to take to the streets. So. I
0: don't need. He first. School.
1: Yeah, he first started. Scrap. Going through residential trash cans, my guy taking metal, and he he made some pretty decent money well, you know that that that's small fish. it didn't take long for Boone to figure out where the real money was at, and that was in the commercial dumpsters, so dude started just <laughs> straight diving in dumpsters, right any trailer
0: park boys episode
1: pretty much he uh he would, like, strap hacksaws and shit to his bike and wrenches so he could take apart everything.
0: Bro, Boone is not playing games. He's
1: not. He was all about that money. <laughs> He's trying to get racks. And, <laughs> and it, he did, you know, it says that, like, I made a few pretty big scores through to these commercial jobs, right? Okay. So early one morning, Boone left to go start his rounds, right? And he said that he would normally start about 4 o'clock in the morning to kind of avoid most detection and the fact that those those big dumpsters would turn into, like, giant ovens in the afternoon. He's like, it made it really hard to climb into whenever they were super blistered hot.
0: I understand. So, you know, right. He's being cautious. I respect that.
1: Right. And, you know, and, and over the course of doing this, Boone had learned his lesson a couple of times, just like straight opening dumpsters and jumping in them. I guess he'd had some pretty interesting run-ins with like raccoons and, and possums and what have you. So Boone started this new thing where before he would get in the dumpster, he would smack it with one of his wrenches or something to scare whatever was in there out.
0: Don't so, want to go uh, come face to face with a rabbit, raccoon.
1: Right. Yeah. That would not be very much fun. But, uh, so like I said, he gets up early, heads out to make his rounds Well, he gets to the, his first spot and it's actually behind a giant trailer park. It's three large dumpsters and as luck would have it, these three dumpsters are backed right up next to a wood line. So Boone's riding up and he starts hearing all this racket coming from one of the dumpsters. Like, what in the hell is that? And he even notices that the the lid of the dumpster is, go, like, flapping up and down. Like, And he's thinking to himself, he's like, is there a fucking bear inside this dumpster? Like, what is going on? So he stops, and he's like, all right, whatever. He picks up a rock, and he, he chucks a rock at the dumpster. And he said, like, first, you know, the first one hit it, and he's like, it sounded like I walked up to it with a sledgehammer, and started beating on the end edge or the, the side of the dumpster like that rock hit it and it was just so loud and he's like and the next thing i knew was that fucking lid on that dumpster shot off the dumpster <laughs> and out jumped this screaming gorilla he's like this thing that would be terrifying
0: absolutely so the so the name the name fits for,
1: yeah I mean the, I guess they're in the trailer park I, well yeah they it was a little misguidance on the the wood section there but um he you know he ain't he, he that would realized be terrifying. yeah and and Boone himself at fourteen was about six foot tall big so he was a he's a pretty decent about sized dude enough. and he he notes that the side of those dumpsters were about five feet tall and the gorilla was at least three feet taller than the side of those. Damn. So you're talking eight a solid eight foot there. My and
0: question is, was the Bigfoot also scrapping scrap metal? Probably. That's what I
1: why do. would he not, yeah. right? He's gotta make racks. Well he's gotta get that booty too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: God damn booty pile.
1: I'm telling you. But he said that the uh the Bigfoot when I mean it literally like in one jump jumped up and over the edge of the dumpster like no problem whatsoever right over top yeah just and you know he hit the ground next to the dumpster and he's Boone was like oh it just stood there next to his dumpster grunting and growling like a wild dog it was so loud that lights in the trailer park started to come on. Like people, other people were hearing the racket and Boone was standing in the dark and he assumed whether it did or not, but he assumed that this angry gorilla didn't see him because it didn't try to attack him or anything. And about that time there were men who started coming out of their homes and towards the area to investigate the sound. And at that point, that's when Bigfoot turned and run into the woods. And one of these guys actually came up to Boone and was like, what is going on with all this racket? And Boone told him, you know, he's 14 years old. He's like, there was a giant fucking gorilla <laughs> that jumped out of this trash can. And they're, they're like, you're nuts. You're out here pulling shit. Get out of here. So he leaves He goes home and I'm sure he's scared. You know, he's like, what in the fuck was going on? So he, he tells his dad, he's like, dad, here's what happens. And his dad, he didn't necessarily believe Boone, but he also knew that Boone wasn't much of a liar. He didn't fib a lot. So he's like, you know what? Let's go, let's go check it out. Show me what, when and where it happened. So Boone's like, all right. So they go back to the place. They walk up to where the Bigfoot jumped out of the dumpster and it just so happened that there were large human like feet pounded about two inches into the dirt. Hmm. And at that moment he's like the look on my dad's face was like, Oh shit. What the hell? He, he he's like, What what the fuck is a gorilla doing in Florida?
0: Swamp ape. I mean,
1: obviously, <laughs> and that—that's basically where Boone ended the story there, because that was the end of his encounter. But he ended up making—you know—his dad was a ble- And now his dad thought that it was just his a dad straight up gorilla thought he was on
0: drugs when he was um, telling the story. Maybe like Boone, you're 14. You've been dabbling, dabbling in the crack. No, oh. I'm gonna go that route, but <laughs> right for it. Crack the gateway drug, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the end all be all. So I'm gonna go into the next story here, and this one, for me, this one is it. Kind of takes the cake <laughs> because it's there's nothing bad about it, but I've it just I don't know. You'll I'll get to it when I get to it. So I mean, you know, it
0: it would be terrifying. Like, I'm a 36-year-old dude, and if I walked up on a Bigfoot in the dumpster... If I walked up on a Bigfoot anywhere... I wouldn't even hang out to, like, see what it did. I'd just go, nope, turn around. Walking up on a
1: Bigfoot anywhere would be terrifying, I think.
0: Yeah. Because they'll kill you. They very well could. For taking their scrap.
1: I'm sure people do get a little testy over uh, Mm -hmm. scrap piles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, anyways moving on into a different locale (laughs) and this is actually relatively recent this one happened in 2015 and it happened in the rocky mountain national park involving brian lynch and some of his buddies now these guys were hiking through some of the trails and they've been walking for a little bit and they say brian's like we saw like these three rocks that were flat faced and they were just basically calling our name to sit down and take a break. So we're like, all right, cool. They all sit down. Brian and his buddy were looking away from the oncoming trail and his other buddy was looking towards it, you know, but they were sitting there just kind of chilling, recharging, eating, eating some snacks, drinking some Gatorade and some water and whatnot. And all of a sudden his buddy's like, hey, there's somebody coming down the trail. And it wasn't it wasn't just a couple seconds after that. The same guy who said that goes, what the hell is that? And so they all spun around and...
0: Hey, Colt, The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra... You don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
1: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots they they have it all and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome you can even stop by their the local tacova store have a complimentary drink or two and shop new styles the smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized and with regular live music and events there's no in-store experience like it so just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com That's dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today
1: Brian's like, we were all just completely blown away by what was standing on the trail. About 125 feet away, there was a large, dark creature. They all noticed, or the the basically all parties involved were locked in a stalemate and just were staring at each other. And Brian said, at this moment is when bigfoot started like rocking back and forth and you hear that a lot with these bigfoot encounters that it rocks for some reason but i also like
0: an aggressive or a defensive stance making itself try to look bigger maybe
1: maybe but that's not how this this particular story goes but side note i actually thought this was fucking hilarious because (laughs) every time that i write i listen to music and, like, is, when I read that, instantly in my head, I go, is this motherfucker having a dance-off right now? Is he challenging him to a dance-off?
0: <laughs> and that, like, like, the, like literally the, the thought that popped in my brain. Like in the Goofy movie? Yeah. Did you it, see that? Yes. <laughs> Why would I not? Oh, no. It's the only thing I can think of.
1: All right. But, you know, back to the the story. Uh, Brian said that all of a sudden he was filled with this overwhelming sense of despair and loneliness and nobody no none of the guys were talking at this this time and Brian's like i like i was i wasn't afraid of the animal i felt bad for it like it it was like it put out this spiritual flood and it just felt like this thing was so lonely and like it was just in a fucked up spot.
0: That's depressing.
1: Right. And that's exactly how later on all these guys feel. But it was kind of hilarious in a way because I feel like out of like a panicked nervousness, a lot of people would do this. So Brian, Brian's like, so they they have this whole... They're still staring at each other. Brian and unknowingly, his buddies are all feeling like shit, like they're they're just so distraught. And what's Brian do? He looks at the Bigfoot and goes, "Hello there, we're your friends." Like he literally wait, like raises his hand, waves at this thing, goes, "Hello, we're your friends." And they got eat. <clears throat> no, and actually.
0: And even more said, of an ironic in
1: ironic twist, he said, Bigfoot <laughs> raises his hand and nods his head back.
0: Capable And I'm like, Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> just
1: what a happened. Bro what's up?
0: <laughs> so awesome.
1: <laughs> and then it wasn't long after that, Bigfoot like basically turned to his left and started walking out into the woods, which is just kind of bizarre. They both acknowledge each other. They're like, hey, you're cool. Hey,
0: you're cool. All right. See you. <laughs> I'm going to go this
1: way. So the guys were like, well, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go up here. So they walk up the path and they look into the woods to where Bigfoot was walking. And Bigfoot turns around, acknowledges him once more, looks at him, and then he goes, Bigfoot disappeared. And he's like, I'm not talking like turn a corner and you couldn't see him anymore. Just, yeah, he's like, it just went poof. Because he's an interdimensional gone. being, dog. So bizarre. A lot of
0: people don't want to hear that, but this is my show. It's true. So here, he's an interdimensional being.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but going back, kind of going back just a hair here, whenever they were waving at each other, it kind of, it kind of, in a way, blows your mind because that would suggest that Bigfoot can either understand our language or at least understand our intention,
0: if that and makes sense. Mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah.
1: mimicked it. You know, he threw his hand up and nodded back. But Brian noted that when he first saw Bigfoot and they had that whole despair feeling, he's like, I felt like it didn't know how to communicate to us how shitty it felt like it did this whole like spiritual thing you know and and he's like but I feel I, he's like I just felt like it didn't know how to communicate with us in that in that manner and it's just it's even more bizarre that is it possible that Bigfoot can push its feelings onto you like which i can see that in a way like wouldn't that be kind of like a a form of because you hear about it you would think that would be kind of like a a psychic yeah type of ability right
0: yeah definitely
1: and i know that i've heard reports where bigfoot has communicated with people through telepathy which is bizarre as fuck
0: I just keep picturing in my head like him walking down the trail and then them having this big stare down trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And then all of a sudden, Brian and his buddies start feeling like shit. Like, man.
1: Yeah, they felt bad sucks. for Bigfoot.
0: This sucks that he's out here by himself. So Brian's like, yo, won't kill you. Bigfoot's yeah. like, oh, sick, won't kill you either. See ya. <laughs> Like
1: this story, like that right, That I'm the same way. That part I just, I blows me if, away. I wonder. Blows, if, if, blows me away
0: more people any if any of our listeners out there have had an, a Bigfoot encounter, I know there's a ton of you out there that have have seen it and stuff. Have you ever had it way about you? A mimic what you were doing? Because that's all it could be. It could be animal animal mimicry or absolutely interdimensional being mimicry. Absolutely. And have you ever felt like it was portraying its emotions on you? Because that's... That's bizarre. I've heard it before, but it's not very common. Right. And if they are, if you have, are they sad emotions? I'm curious now. Yeah. If this is a commonality.
1: Yeah, and once the guys got talking about it afterwards, they all came to that conclusion that, you know, like one guy described it as, I felt like I was at a fucking funeral.
0: Bigfoot was probably terrified that a bunch of good old boys were going to fucking murder him. It's possible. It's possible what well, i'm thinking <clears throat>
1: or maybe bigfoot had just lost somebody or something shitty happened to him
0: <laughs> or t- <laughs> he wasn't a good enough bigfoot not to get seen by humans valid point <laughs> he's like shit
1: you know i i don't know i just i like as simple as this story was i just found it really fucking fascinating it just i don't know it was a really good story for what
0: me what a what a wild range of emotions you would have at yes. that exact minute cuz uh, yeah. you'd be Terrified yep. because it's Bigfoot, you'd be stoked as fuck because it was Bigfoot. Right. You would You apparently feel like shit. You would have anxiety because it's Bigfoot. Right. And then on top of that, you're like, Man, seeing Bigfoot really makes me sad. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs>
1: poor poor fella. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Want some Gatorade? It could have been barged.
1: It could, uh, it's very well. They probably should have asked if it wanted some Gatorade. Selfish. Get them Electrolytes back up. Selfish. Now for the last story that I have, this one easily takes the cake of the three, as far as uh,
0: scariness.
1: Yes, as far as scariness, and it, there's some things in here that are pretty, pretty bizarre. But uh, do we
0: need a content warning?
1: No, it doesn't get crazy, but you'll you'll pick up what I'm putting down when I get to it. <laughs> Sick. You anyway, will. It's not. I just Love think it. I think I think you'll be. Kind of in awe like I was, but <clears throat> anyways, Fuck
0: yeah, let it run. Let it eat, so bro.
1: for the last encounter, we go to Shane, who is an avid bow hunter. His encounter took place on September 14th, 2014. So Shane has this hunting spot and it's his favorite hunting spot. He always goes here because the game is always fruitful. You know, he, he's been in and out of this place so many times that he actually had just prior to this uh, encounter, he had replaced his deer stand because it was actually starting to rust out. So he's been in this spot for a minute. Now Shane goes on to describe the layout of where he was at. And uh, like, I'm trying, I'll try to paint the visual, but he said, just imagine a bowl within a bowl. So, I picture you have like these hills way up here and then it kind of recesses down into a valley-ish and then kind of dips down again.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was seeing too.
1: And Shane says that the area that he hunts is super dense. It's it's super hard to navigate because all the vegetation is so densely packed and most of the brush is about four foot to eight feet tall. So... Shane's like, you really can't hunt in this area unless you're up high. You can see down on a game trail. And there was a game trail that went past his stand. Now, he said his stand was roughly about 25 feet off the ground. And, you know, on this particular morning, he walks in before the sunrise gets situated. And he said that, it, it was pretty common for the area to have this like a fog, misty type scenario first thing in the morning, but usually around nine a.m. it would kind of dissipate, and he could actually start hunting. So he's chilling in his deer stand, kind of waiting for this fog to to disappear, and he he also noted that with the dense brush and the fog and the mist, his vision. He could only see about out 75 feet or so. That's about as far as he could see. So like I said, he's he's hanging out, waiting for all of the conditions to go right, and he starts to hear noises. And he said they they sound like owls, little hoots and screeches coming in succession. It started off as one, but then it kind of started to multiply like more and more. And he goes on to describe this situation, which I find very interesting. He said all the sounds were coming from directly in front of him. And he makes this observation that I, for myself, I haven't heard before. But he says all the noises that he was hearing weren't real because he knew the local Owl population And species He knew What their sounds Were like And he knew That these sounds Were being Purposely faked Something Or someone out there Was mimicking Owl calls That's creepy Extremely creepy That's creepy
0: Especially to be out there All by by yourself. yourself Listening And you hear something That seems familiar But then you realize It's not That's not right Yeah fucking wind it goes i tell you
1: oh dude so he said that the thing made it the most obvious about the calls being faked were the amount of calls being made so i'm assuming that it was in such succession that like normal yeah that's what he said he said it literally sounded like a war party was out there in front of him
0: that's crazy
1: yeah But he's and he also said that at this point is when dread started to wash over him. And he's like, I wish I would have brought a gun instead of a bow. Heard that. (laughs) Dude, I would have been freaking out.
0: Heard that.
1: And, you know, he goes on to say that in all the times that I've I've been at this location, I've never felt like this before. He said he felt like his psychological state was tumbling out of control and he couldn't do anything about it. And then here we, here we are. On top of all that, the hooting got super intense, and he describes it almost like a war party was going on in the fog in front of him. He started to wonder if he should just climb down and make his way out of this spot. But then he's like, you know what? I should probably just stay where I'm at because I'm off the ground. I'm 25 feet up. So whatever the fuck's out there is below me, and I should be able to see it before it sees me. And I have the advantage of height on my side. He's like, my heart was pounding so fucking hard. And he's like, I, I actually, like sweat was dripping off my brow. I was so nervous. That'd be terrible. So, at this point, like I said, Shane is roughly about 25 feet off the ground. His feet were, because he was, he was sitting in like a ladder stand. And you have this little shelf below your seat where your feet would go. And he said it was easily 20 feet off the ground. Well, Shane's sitting there just, just scared out of his fucking mind, wishing this was all over. When all of a sudden, something grabbed the heel of his left boot. And he's like, What? I looked down and I was staring. Into the face of a huge Sasquatch.
0: How high up was he in the tree?
1: His feet were twenty feet high.
0: Get the fuck out of here!
1: Yep. And he said that when it grabbed him, he jumped and he almost fell out of the tree stand because of it.
0: Was did it had it like climbed up the tree? No, st- it was. It was standing. So you're talking like a 15 foot tall Bigfoot.
1: That's exactly the size or the size he quotes it as 15 feet.
0: What? Yeah, yeah. That's a big boy.
1: Yeah. So, you know, and here we go again. Bigfoot let him go, and then started swaying back and forth. That's so weird. When they were staring at each it's other,
0: got to be some kind of defense, some pro- sort of defense thing. It probably
1: is. And. Shane started realizing all the, all that fucking noise that I was hearing was, it was done on purpose as a distraction. So this one could come up behind him and get the drop on him.
0: And then let him go.
1: Well, I don't, I don't know why it let him go, but Shane and he, he even recalls. He's like, when that thing was looking at me, it looked like it had the most evil smile on its face. (laughs) but he's he's he also notes he's like was that grimacing look just my perception of it because it it's a huge fucking creature might just be the only face he has right you know and that he acknowledges that he's like it doesn't mean that it was evil because the way that it grabbed me it didn't grab me hard it grabbed me like it was telling me i could literally do whatever i want to you that's
0: what i was thinking
1: and he's like, I honestly thought that the next thing it was going to do was reach up and grab my the foot tray off my deer stand and rip me out of the tree and eat me. And he's it's like, just... and also, while we were staring face to face, I wanted to put a broadhead between its fucking eyes. But he didn't. He didn't. Because he was scared. I'm sure, I'm sure that's what 90% <laughs> of that was. He was so scared he couldn't move.
0: I love that the Bigfoot was just letting him know, like, Grabbing his boot, like, yep, you're, you're not the only hunter here, dog.
1: Yeah, and he's like, it barely, it barely grabbed my foot. He's like, if it wanted to, it could rip my leg off.
0: And just let you know. Yeah,
1: and I, yeah, and I, and I don't mind your business. <laughs> that,
0: that I don't know. I been hope no... that's what he said.
1: Yeah, it, I, I have no fucking clue. But after they have this little short stare down, and Shane almost realizing what it could have done to him, he's like. All of a sudden, Bigfoot just turns around and starts walking down the game trail. And, which we've talked about many a times before, at this encounter time, you know, I guess from the time that he took notice of Bigfoot, he's like, the entire forest was dead quiet. I knew you were going to say that. Dead quiet. He's like, you couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear anything.
0: I love the Bigfoot just turned and walked away like you're not going to do shit.
1: Yeah. Do what would yeah. you do? He said no, right I'm here. He said away. Bigfoot took about 10 steps and covered 75 feet.
0: That's Which if it's, if
1: it's 15 foot tall, that's not irrational.
0: No, that's a big
1: foot. And at this moment, Shane goes on to know, at this exact moment, I started pissing my pants. He's like, I have no idea why I actually started pissing myself, but I did. Just
0: primal fear.
1: Yeah. He said that he felt like he was on hard drugs. Like he, he felt like he was completely disconnected from reality. He was only about a half a mile from where his car was parked. And after seeing Bigfoot, he, he sat there in that tree stand for an additional two hours. (laughs)
0: Letting his pants dry.
1: To try and regain his composure. He said it felt like it took 20 minutes to climb down the ladder, which when he got down, he took another 30 to 40 minute break to try to recompose himself. That's- By the time he got back to his car, it was noon. <laughs> I'm telling you. Shane called off work for the, uh, the next 8 days straight. It Very- took him over 8 days to mentally repair himself from what he had in, you know, what took place.
0: I'm telling you, they're beings from alternate dimensions and we just perceive them as these cryptids. Dude, maybe you might be right. Maybe old boy caught a glimpse at what this thing really was. And his brain kind of just got a
1: it is possible. wrinkle in it. That's almost exactly how he describes like his, his whole psychological state. He's like, he's like, it was like time was moving completely different than what yeah. it does. He's That's- like, obviously it was still moving, but the way that I perceived it was way fucking different than normal.
0: That'll always be my theory because I feel like we're seeing stuff that we can't explain, so we're making up. Th- our brains are making up things, you know, like, like, letting us know, hey, this isn't supposed to be here. This isn't right. Right. But it's not what we're really seeing because our brains will not be able to handle it.
1: Which, to play into that, I mean, that could also explain people's subtle variances in their encounters. Because it's your brain depicting what's in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like Because yep. we're all different individuals, so maybe there is that varying factor, like...
0: Maybe with the Mine has
1: red eyes, but Steve's had no eyes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe with the previous encounter, instead of feeling fear, their brain was trying to get them to get the fuck out of there with sadness. Right. Like, right. like you are gonna be fucking sad if you see what's on the other <laughs> side of this bigfoot.
1: <laughs> it's possible, dude. And you know what? I give it I give Shane props because once Winter sat back in, he walked back into this place.
0: Fuck that.
1: Yep. He walked back to exactly where it happened. And he basically just, I don't really know why he did it, but this is where he, you know, he's like, I was standing beneath my tree stand and that fucker would have had to been at least 14 to 15 feet exactly tall I I to be able to him, reach me like that.
0: I was giving him longer arm length than us. Yeah, I figured for out sure. Like he probably got a five foot reach. At least. One arm. That's why I said 15. Yeah. So that's fucking
1: huge. Dude. Like you would, you would, because I, I, when I was reading the story, I fully expected Bigfoot to have climbed to the tree.
0: That's what I thought when you said he grabbed his boot. No, and like, I'm this motherfucker climb up the tree.
1: When I'm reading this, I'm I have that same question. I'm like, is he climbing the tree or is he standing on the ground?
0: Yeah, because how how would he have not noticed the thousand pound Bigfoot crawling, right crawling up the tree?
1: No, but he went on to say that he was flat footed, standing on the
0: ground. That is also yeah. Like I said before, anybody that's had any experiences with that, have you? Anyone that's seen a Bigfoot interacted with a Bigfoot, have you had?
1: Jesus, if you've had an encounter like this, let those, us know.
0: Those intense emotional feelings. You hear it a lot. You do, but it makes me wonder. You hear it. You hear it in a lot of different brain, situations
1: too. Like it's not just Bigfoot.
0: Yeah, your brain's trying to make sense of shit Dude, that you don't it, understand.
1: It might be onto something with that.
0: That's yeah, I. That's even more terrifying. I would <laughs> yes. much rather deal with Wendigos and Skinwalkers and Bigfoots and Chupacabras and Loch Ness Monsters than unspeakable, unfathomable horrors from alternate dimensions that our brain can't comprehend.
1: Yeah, where if you actually saw it, it would just you're, you're, shatter your brain.
0: Yeah, and you're just done.
1: That is scary.
0: I'll take a Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm with you. I'll take I'll take a wood predator.
1: Uh, I'm with you. At least then all you gotta do is stay out of the woods.
0: Yeah. Hell, they might be in here right now. And we just, our brains are like, you can't see them.
1: Dude, and uh, I hear more and more on that theory that, I mean, it's just like the upside down in Stranger Things. Like, it's there. We just, but it's just, not there. We got our blinders on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There could be, and even in our beings, just.
1: <laughs> well, even in our privileged conversation the other day, like, dude suggested that is a real possibility. I don't want to think about it. It's fucking wild.
0: It probably is. Fucking wild. You probably got an interdimensional sack on your shoulder right now.
1: I hope so. <laughs> I hope so.
0: Interdimensionally teabagged right now. I hope so. I'm a fucking teenager. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> Uh, before you wrap this up, I was going to shout this out. I'm super stoked on this new documentary that's coming out. It's called Sasquatch. It's going to be on Hulu. Sick. And I was telling you about it the other day. Yeah. But here's the synopsis. It's a three-part documentary.
1: Is that actually, is that a recreation or actual footage? Ah, uh, It's probably not actual footage. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's sick. <laughs>
0: How'd they <I> catch that? <laughs> this is while visiting a pot farm in Northern California in 1993, investigative journalist yes. David Holthouse heard a story that still haunts him. On a nearby farm, three men were torn limb from limb by a savage Bigfoot attack. Sasquatch follows, Sasquatch, not the monster, but the documentary, follows David as he revisits the Redwoods 25 years later in search of any evidence that might lead to the truth of what happened that night. As he pulls at the threads of the story, he'll be taken down a path that's far more terrifying than anyone would have imagined.
1: Dude, that sounds awesome. I want to find those types of stories because you know damn good and well Those ones exist. And they're just, they're a lot harder to find than these little casual
0: encounters. Yeah. We've, that first, our first Bigfoot episode, we found a couple that were pretty fucked up. Yeah. But this comes out April 20th. We're not sponsored by Hulu, but this is dope. And I figured you guys would probably want to watch it. It's called Sasquatch. I'll probably watch that. That sounds good. 420, dog. I hope Bigfoot. The weed farm drops on 420. That's marketing
1: genius. (laughs) I hope Bigfoot is just out there token bongs.
0: Bigfoot bong ripper. Bigfoot ripper. Bong ripper. Fucking and, weird. Everything's everything's full circle now. Synchronicities. Synchronicities. <laughs> well, anyway, that wraps up another Bigfoot episode. Thank you guys for tuning in, hanging out with us. You all are dope.
1: Amazing.
0: And um, I was going to say something here at the end, but I forgot what the fuck it was. Oh, yeah, make sure if you're on Facebook, go over to our uh, Cryptid March Madness and oh, yeah. place your vote. You guys have been doing awesome. That's still going. I think we're on the third round right now. We got one more before we go to the semifinals. <laughs>
1: Somebody <laughs> commented or messaged me on Instagram and was like, yeah, my wife's going with the uh, the Army of the Fae all the way, because, and then they stab us with all the forks that they steal. <laughs> oh, those fuckers. And I'm like, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bro, windigo has been stomping.
1: Uh, I, there are a lot of people that were calling Windigo going the whole way. Yeah. He... Which, winigo is an OG, man. like. Like when we were talking, I, when to go versus Bigfoot is probably going to be.
0: I threw some. I threw some dog shit ass cryptids in there. Nobody knew, like the Beaver Run Snow Gator. And they're like no. I don't think he's got one fucking. Puck.
1: <laughs> that sucks, poor guy.
0: The puck would, he did way better than I thought he was going to do. I hope.
1: I hope. Uh, he looks mean. Was as that fuck. the one that was up against Chub- uh, Smoke the chupacabra?
0: Yeah no uh, yeah yeah yeah
1: shauna said that they were all voting for him i'm like well he does look like a pissed off wizard so yeah
0: he, he had like a hatchet or some shit yeah of course he's yeah
1: it. i kind of i'm kind of leaning Um wendigo is probably my favorite cryptid so i'm leaning for i'm rooting for wendigo
0: I'm trying to think uh, i set the brackets up i don't know who it could who from the other side skinwalkers on the other side i think
1: oh really so it'd be skinwalker versus. that would be a tough one Oh, no. and i think realistically bigfoot versus wendigo is going to be a tough one i think that'll be a close call
0: bigfoot bigfoot's a bad bitch He, Dude, tears i'm telling you tears weed dudes limb from limb the
1: only way the only old, old wendy's got him is on speed
0: <laughs> That's that's true and if there's a bunch of them well the internet's not working so yeah that's
1: sick did you do the favors the the goblins yeah Faye smoked them good I wanted the fade to win.
0: Who do we have over here? Wendigo's on one side. Bigfoot's on one side. Yeah. Skinwalker's on. It could be Skinwalker and Wendigo. That'd be tough. Could be Bigfoot versus Yeti.
1: I think Wendigo takes Yeti. This uh
0: this week we got, Mikela Membe versus Skinwalker and no that's not true. Mongolian Deathworm versus Mikela Membe and Skinwalker versus Beaver Run snowgater and on the other side, we got Bunyip versus the Mad Gasser Mattoon and the Loveland Frogman versus a gray alien. So, get your votes in until I decide not to do it anymore. Because I don't have a set vote period. <laughs> when I'm feeling it, I'm like, you know what? Votes are over. Done. <laughs> but, anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. You guys are dope. Thanks for listening Appreciate to Appreciate you. Yak for the last hour. Uh, make sure you tell all your friends. Keep this grassroots movement going. You guys are the Hell best. Yeah. Check us out on all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, pretty much anywhere where your hollow sky can be found. Come over, hang out with us, continue to be dope. Until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and uh, if you see a Bigfoot, just continue thinking that it's a Bigfoot and not an interdimensional being that will shatter your brain.